this is a podcast or some shit. <laughs> is that that's gonna be your intro this week? That's the best I got tonight. Are you depressed? No. No. I'm just sick of doing intros to podcasts. Well, yeah, this is a podcast or, or some shit. Yeah. The some shit there includes my sidekick host, Brandon, who you heard on the other line there. And yours truly is the one and only Nick Amell. Thank you for joining us on the Tennis Podcast, where we do some shit. Like what, Brandon? What do we do? One of us brings a top 10 list each week and the other one tries to guess it. And this week you brought one, unless you, unless you messed up. Mm-hmm. I brought one. It's on one of your favorite topics in the world. Every day you come to me just saying, Nick, I love this. I can't get enough of it. I hope there's more of it in my life. So, you're going to be really happy to talk about it the today. The earnest movies. <laughs> God damn. I'd be shit out of luck guessing that one. It's not the earnest movies? No. I'm going to introduce our topic by reading off the results of a poll I ran on my Twitter. I ran a poll recently on my Twitter at the Nick Amell, and I asked my followers, has your social media usage increased or decreased over the last five years? And I thought this question would be uh, interesting data to collect because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and how social media, how much social media has changed the last five years. So I said, do you use it more, less, or no change? What do you think most people said? Probably more. Yeah. Going in, I expected less. But 66%, which is the majority, obviously, said that they use it more over the last five years. I think coming in, I thought, well, nobody uses Facebook anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't hear very many people in the real world use Twitter, talk about Twitter much anymore. So, it's like social media must be down, right? But then you just, you have to realize that it's just kind of shifted to other platforms. Which other platforms? Oh, to like TikTok? Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad you asked because today we are going to be talking about the top 10 largest social media networks ranked by their monthly average users. As of like currently? Yeah, as of 2020. So, let me rephrase that. Ranked by total monthly active users, which is a measurement of how many people around the world on average use that social media platform at least once per month. Okay. And this is as of 2020. It is worldwide with one big exception. I excluded apps or networks, social media sites that were not available to English-speaking countries. Oh, my guess for the number one was going to be a Chinese one that we can't, that we, that we can't access. Right. We've done other lists kind of similar to this as well as the beer list I last brought that was kind of dominated by China and I thought it might be more fun to exclude them just because none of us English-speaking nerds are familiar with them or can't even access them. So, I excluded China-based social networks for the most part. If there's a social media site from China that you can download here in the English language, it is included. But if, uh, if I hadn't done this, China would have five of the top ten. Okay. My sources today, Statista.com, Buffer.com, Aberlo.com, and our friends at Wikipedia, and my brain. <laughs> so Brandon, your brain? Or are you Donald Trump? You just picked out of your brain which one sounded like it should probably be the next ring? Yeah. I know you're a huge, huge, huge proponent of social media. Why don't you tell the folks at home, what is it? What, do you, what is a social media? Do you throw it? Can you eat it? Is it good for your health? What is it? It's not good for your health. It's the internet's bathroom wall where everyone gets to write something (laughs) and it's not good for your brain. Wow. That's it. Okay. Well, a more unbiased point of view from Wikipedia says that social media are interactive, digitally mediated technologies that facilitate the creation or sharing slash exchange of information, ideas, interests, and other forms of expression via virtual communities and networks. So, what Brandon said, basically. Everyone out there who's listening probably knows what a social media site is. I don't think anything on this top 10 will be a surprise, although the order of the top 10 might be a surprise. Right. Does uh, MySpace still make the top 10? Is that going to be an official guess? Because I'm going to count it for or against your guess count. I don't care about my guess count. Does MySpace crack the top 10 still? No, not even the top like 50. Well, what about uh, LinkedIn? No, surprisingly, LinkedIn... Not in the top 10. So, you're, you're 0 for 2 so far and I am keeping track. I keep track every you week. You like LinkedIn, don't you? I, I, I'm neutral on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn blows. <laughs> God. How? Why? Why? 
<laughs> yeah, why? Do you ever scroll through the LinkedIn feed like I'm looking for news from your network of people you've worked with in the past or people who connected to you in order to start a conversation and try to sell you a service? Well, I get notifications and because I like to have my notifications cleared on any app in my phone, that's when I check my LinkedIn. Yeah, I get emails from LinkedIn sometimes with a, a subject line that says, Nick and Mel and others shared thoughts. And I always think, who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, that's the whole basis of social media, Brandon, that, we, that you're interested in your friends sharing thoughts. Maybe, uh, yeah, I guess that's why I'm not good at guessing this so far. Well, how about yeah. uh, one that I became on my radar this year, Parlor? You know, I hadn't even considered Parler, but uh, but no, it's not. And I'm looking, so I have like the top, I, in fact, the top 32 in front of me. Parler's not on here. Okay. Well, then... Um, Let me just give you some context real quick. Number one on this list yeah. has almost 3 billion monthly active users. Right. 3 billion. Number 10 has 433 million. So, I don't think, I mean, Parler's huge. It was huge, but it never got to a number that was greater than the American population. Yeah, it wouldn't be that big. It wouldn't be that big. And it's not on here, so. Well, where does Instagram rank? I'm going to guess that it's number two. Is it number two? Well, if you take two and you multiply it by three, okay, it's you in. have your answer. Instagram is six. One billion monthly active users. That means one billion people in the world, which is what? Like an eighth of the population at this point, they are using Instagram every single month. That's how they got to number six. At least once a month. Yeah. Maybe that would be a good schedule to be, to look, to check in on most <laughs> right? social media. It's just once a month, one shitty day a month, you look at all of it, soak it all in, and then for the other 29 days. Well, I agree with that, except when it comes to Tennis Pod on Instagram, which you can follow us at Tennis Pod and you should check it every single day. Instagram is an American photo and video sharing social networking service owned by our friends at Facebook. It originally launched in October 2010. Uh, it was an independent company, but it was acquired by Facebook for a billion dollars in 2012. Facebook's owned Instagram for almost 10 years. Wow. What's your thoughts on Instagram, Brandon? I, th that's, I know that's one of the ones you occasionally use. Yeah, I, look, I like to look at the stories more than I like to look at pictures now. But, um... Mm -hmm. I just don't see like, I just don't see the point in posting my pictures on it anymore. Like, I guess I'm kind of past the point of like, like why do I want a bunch of other people to look at pictures of my kids? Yeah. Well, they don't want to look at pictures. Yeah. They don't I mean, want unless you like friends or family. You just look yeah. at your own kids. Right. And I'm not making art. I like Instagram for art and memes. It's good for art and memes. Wow. Okay. Sissy boy, but all right. Well... I ought to see some of the stuff I follow. It's all like boobs and devils and uh, oh, fucking baby. metal shit. Dude, you don't even know how much we're going to be talking about boobs today. But let's, let's stop there for a minute. You mentioned that you use the stories most of all. Mm -hmm. Stories have really taken off, which has to piss Snapchat off, right? Because <laughs> they really invented that. But Instagram, I feel like, has definitely taken it and run with it. As of January 2019, so fairly recently, the stories feature is used by 500 million people a day. So, earlier we were saying 1 billion use Instagram at least once a month, but now you see that 500 million use the stories a day. That has to tell you that most of that 1 billion are using it every day, not just every month. Right. So, stories, if, you don't, if you're one of the, you know, half of half of half of half of half of 1% that doesn't know what that is, the stories feature on Instagram similar to its main competitor, Snapchat, allows users to post photos and videos I like through how sequential you said feed. how tiny the audience of people who don't know what it is, <laughs> and then you proceeded to describe it. Brandon, the people come here for the hashtag fun facts, the hashtag trivia, and the hashtag Nick's notes. We ought to have a bonus episode on how to wipe your own ass. <laughs> we got, <laughs> hey, that's a hell of an idea. I'm writing it down. Let me tell you something that I think you'll find more interesting. Okay. As of January 2019, the most liked photo in Instagram history is a picture of an egg posted by the account at world underscore record underscore egg. The post was created with the sole purpose of surpassing the previous record of 18 million likes on a Kylie Jenner post. So someone out there, some random everyday person. Wanted to take that away from Kylie Jenner? 
Yes, they posted an egg. And I've seen the picture. It's literally an egg on a, on a blank back. <laughs> 54 million likes. Congrats. She's still a billionaire. Yeah. Instagram, it's number six on the social list that we're talking about. But in terms of mobile apps, it's the fourth most downloaded mobile app of any kind mm-hmm. of the 2010s. So let me get you to what you really want to talk about. There was a study and it said that users are searching for these hashtags often, but Instagram blocks the searches for them as a way to kind of police content. Really? Okay. The top hashtags that Instagram blocks and you cannot look up, apparently. These are going to be like (laughs) what morons type in, but okay, let's hear it. These are, so some of them are obvious. Like hashtag fat tits. (laughs) fake tits is on here hashtag fake tits Uh (laughs) hashtag bubble butt Uh so brandon how many posts have you posted (laughs) use the hashtag i don't understand why they would block that one but not block i mean there's all kinds of different ways to look for a butt for any kind of butt well, by the way, if you really want to see a butt, just stay off Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> just Instagram go to Google. Not, go straight to the source. Instagram isn't the go-to for butts. Well, is it the go-to for hashtag ballsack? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Somebody would <laughs> start an account and be like, you know what? I can bet I get a shitload of followers and end up becoming an instant influencer off of these beautiful nuts, off of this sack. <laughs> Hashtag balls. There's like no creativity to it either. Yeah. And the two more that I have in front of me are hashtag guns for sale. <laughs> okay. And hashtag sexy times. <laughs> so the Borat. I think that's Borat. Bor- yeah, Borat is this guy blocked from Instagram. <laughs> so there you go. Everyone listening to us right now has already done a search for hashtag ballsack to see what comes up. Okay, last note on Instagram, kind of what you were saying about you should check it once a month. In May 2017, there was a survey done by the United Kingdom's Royal Society for Public Health. They surveyed uh, about 1,500 people aged 14 to 24, and they asked them to rate social media sites depending on anxiety, depression, loneliness, bullying, and body image. They concluded that Instagram was the worst for young mental health of any social site. Does that surprise you? (laughs) Not at all. Some have suggested it may contribute to digital dependence, whilst this same survey noticed its positive effects, including self-expression, self-identity, and community building up bullshit. That's it on Instagram. So yeah, Instagram study shows it's not good for your mental health. No. Everybody out there who's posted a picture on Instagram has like, at one point gotten ready to post something and then realized that like, I don't know, that they had like a double or triple chin in that picture or that that you could see some like, I don't know, some shit on the floor in the background and decided like, no, I'm not going to let people see that I'm human. I'll never forget the, um, oh, I don't know if I saw it on Instagram or not, but there's a photo of, you know, kind of like a, a duck face girl doing like, you know, a pose mm-hmm. with from an up high angle to like get their cleavage in the shot and like, you know, one of those photos that's like clearly trying to get attention. <laughs> And in the back, there's a toilet bowl with a sh- With a with big a turd in it. Yeah, I've seen that one too. You know what I always notice is that there's no toilet paper. So, she's taking that duck face picture with her ass out in a dirty crack. Brandon. Well, maybe it just came out nice and clean. Well, how would you know unless you took at least one swipe? I, I don't know. These are the questions I don't have answers to. How do to. blind people know when to stop wiping? Holy shit, what the fuck? Well, did you ever think about that? (laughs) No! I think about stuff like that all the time. (laughs) I know how they pour a glass of water without the water coming out. And that is that they put like their finger or their thumb into the glass. And when they can feel the liquid, you know, touch their finger, then they stop pouring. So Smart. But then you got finger water. Is it like you wipe, 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 and if you think it's clean, you touch your butthole with your finger and you smell the finger? (laughs) No, it's not like that. It's you are a human that has done a lot of wiping in your life and you can judge based on feel. I don't know. So, what you're saying is when you wipe, you take a good stare at every every piece between because that's what you're, that's the premise of your question. I mean, I do a pretty good inspection. Okay. What you see on there is reflective of what may remain behind you. 
<laughs> behind you, literally. Yeah. It's like the double, like that was a good hell yeah behind you. This is all timely because I watched that movie uh, Don't Breathe last night featuring, it had the blind guy. Have you seen that? Nope. Very good. You should watch it. Anyway, that's shit, wiping blind people and Instagram at number six. Is Reddit a social media platform? Of course it is. It's just outside the top 10 at number 11. Okay. Reddit's my favorite these days. Yeah. Real quick, I did on, on my Twitter too, I asked people to write in their comments for their favorite social media network and their worst. And most people said Reddit was their favorite. Yeah, unlike Facebook, it doesn't have like idiotic updates from somebody that went to your high school that you were friends with and now is like gone off the deep end of QAnon. Yeah. Whatever your niche is, you can fucking itch that niche. Well, you don't have to be on Facebook to go off the deep end on QAnon. You can just be a senator. (laughs) Right. Is Snapchat in the top 10? Just barely, brother. Number 10. 433 monthly active users. Uh, Founded in 2011 by Snap Inc. God, 10 years of Snapchat. Brandon, what's Snapchat? Tell us. You take a picture or a video and you add it to a story or you can send it to some friends. Uh Uh-huh. The best thing about it were the face filters, but the fun wears off very quickly. And now a lot of other apps have copied that. Yeah. You know, the thing about Snapchat is they came out with a lot of innovative ideas, but all those ideas have been stolen by others with more success usually. Mark Zuckerberg just takes whatever the fuck he wants or buys whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. We'll get back to Marky Mark there, but... uh... So, one of the principal features of Snapchat is that pictures and messages are usually only available for a short time and then they become inaccessible. Just this is where Instagram stories was based off of Snapchat stories, where you could only view something for 24 hours. There are 4 billion snaps sent a day. Jesus Christ. And Snapchat is most popular among young people, especially those below age 16, which is Uh... leading to many privacy concerns. And get this, Brandon, I know you know this because you're taking advantage of this. Snapchat allows private premium accounts in which users can monetize their content. This feature is mostly used by uh, adult models to monetize their adult content. Snapchat is increasingly becoming an integral part of the online porn industry. So, Brandon, as an expert in monetizing your adult content, what can you tell us about that? You can pay for porn? Yeah. What do you get? Like more porn? That's, that's what I'm led to believe. I mean, how do you get more of something that is supplies are so so vast and infinite. Patreon.com slash tennis pod is how you do that. <laughs> yeah. So Snapchat is uh, a hotbed for Yeah, teenage. people twiddling their pipsy doodles on camera. Yeah. Uh, God damn. You have to say it like that. Uh, I used to use Snapchat a lot. I still use it occasionally just because I still have friends that use it, but uh, I could easily live without it. I don't have that shit anymore. I haven't had it on my phone in like years. Okay. We all know that you think you're better than us. We got it. Well, I'm just telling you, I have got no recent Snapchat reference. Cool. That's it on Snapchat. Hey, Charlie. What? Can I borrow a couple bucks? Mm, sure. Do you have a couple bucks to borrow to lend me? Mm-hmm, I have about three. You have three dollars? Mm-hmm. And you lend me two of them? Mm-hmm. You're a hell of a guy. Well, you know what I want to do with those two dollars? What? Buy cigarettes. Seriously? No. Dude. What I want to do with those dollars, with your couple bucks, is subscribe to the Tennis Podcast Patreon. Do you know what a Patreon is? Nope. Well, let me tell you what it is. You get our episodes early. Would you like to get an episode, if you got episodes of The Mandalorian earlier than everyone else in the world, when you feel pretty hot to try? Yep. Do you think anyone likes to listen to me as much as you like to watch The Mandalorian? Probably. Really? Mm-hmm. That's very sweet. You get episodes ad-free. Yeah. That's huge, right? Yeah. We hate ads. Mm-hmm. Where do you see ads the most? On YouTube. What are the ads for? For like cleaning, food, mostly just cleaning and food. Yeah, we hate ads. You're not going to have ads if you get the Patreon episodes. We're also going to have monthly bonus episodes on there on topics that we can't touch on in the main episodes. Episodes that are too hot to handle. Oh. Does it sound gross or creepy? Yes. Yeah, they're all gross and creepy. All the best gross and creepy stuff are on the monthly bonus episodes. Wow. 
you're also going to get a welcome pack with free swag and merch. Amazing. Do you know what swag is? No. Do you want some? Yes. And more. This last bullet point says, and more. Who knows what more could be? It could be windbreakers. Yeah. Could be jelly beans that taste like peanut butter and hot dogs. Wow. It starts at only $2 a month. Go to patreon.com slash tennispod. That's patreon.com slash 10ISHPOD. Tennispod, a better way to pod. Doesn't make any sense, does it? No, okay. it does not make any sense. have some guesses about some of the top ones, but it's not enough to finish out this list. So I'm trying to think of some that I may not have considered. Like is Tinder, of, is Tinder considered a social media or a dating app? I think it's both, but it's not on here. Okay. Think about when you go to a website mm-hmm. and they usually have like the little social icons, logos, top or bottom. What about Pinterest? Yeah. Is it, Pinterest is it where still I was in the top 10? It's nine. I can't believe it. If you were to include those Chinese sites, it would not be in the top 10, but it is here. Well, Pinterest has to be in the top, has to have cracked the top 10 because of like the images and stuff that are cataloged and categorized there. Because a lot of times when I'm searching for a specific image, sometimes like a portion of the results are on like someone's Pinterest page where they've indexed that image connected to the search term I'm looking for. Well, in any event, Brandon, Mr. Technical, Pinterest is number nine with 460 million monthly active users owned by Pinterest Inc. It was founded in 2009. All these social media sites are old men now. Weird, right? Yes, 11. Hey, you have to admit, in the age of social media, that's old. Yeah, it is. It's an American image sharing and social media service designed to enable saving and discovery of ideas using images, GIFs, videos. Creators behind Pinterest summarize the service as a catalog of ideas that inspires users to, quote, go out and do that thing. (laughs) It is a very large fashion profile. It's also been described as a visual search engine. So this is all kind of aligning pretty perfectly with your soliloquy there. That's right. Fucking imagine me right now doing the Triple H suck it move. Oh my God. Jesus. Crotch chop. Yeah. Believe it or not, I imagine you doing that often, usually right before I go to bed. I think that move is hilarious to do in the year 2021. Suck it? Yes. Well, it was always hilarious. I know, but like it's even better now. It's aged like a fine wine. No one ever expects you to do that. (laughs) Yeah. You don't, I mean, you don't know this because Brandon and I record in separate houses. We don't record together Mm -hmm. and we're not on camera either. So, I can do whatever the fuck I want when we're talking. Are on you these. crotch chopping me? <laughs> I crotch chop you constantly. I do all kinds of stuff over here. You don't ever know. Thrusting against your own crossed hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of crotches, what do you think uh, the largest demographic is on Pinterest? Women. Why? Is it because you think women are dumber than men? No, I think it's because they're better organizers. <laughs> and I also think uh, there's probably a lot more women who use it for uh, fashion, accessories, home decor, and wedding planning. At one point, women made up 83% of the global users for Pinterest, but it's now uh, at a 60-40. Still in favor of women, but it's uh, men are coming around to it. Right. They're kind of sniffing around. <laughs> we know there's a lot of women around here. <laughs> Let's see what's going on in this Pinterest board. Mm -hmm. You'll also be pleased to know that in 2020, Pinterest earned $582 million in ad revenue, up 67% from the prior year. So, that's one of those companies benefiting from the pandemic. Pinterest said that the uh, increase was driven by a growth in average ad revenue per user. So, Pinterest is making more money off each individual person than they were before. How does that make your heart feel? Good, bad, indifferent? Me? indifferent. I mean, I guess a little bit good for Pinterest. Sure. Yeah. They're making hay while the sun shines. Yeah. I always wonder, I I think I've brought this up from time to time for Pinterest and, you know, all all of these really, but Pinterest comes to mind. You know, will they still be here in 10 years? Will we be social media out by then? I don't know. God, I hope so. It's probably only going to get worse because... I don't know, we'll talk, we'll talk about it, I know, when we get to a very specific social media platform, but... 
I think I know where you're going and we're definitely going to get into that. We're circling the drain and one of these apps makes those little circles even tighter and tighter and tighter. I mentioned uh, on Twitter, I asked people their favorite, least favorite social. The suitcase detective on Twitter said that Pinterest is their favorite social media network because it's remarkably non-social for the introverts among us. The beauty of being social without any socialization and pressure. And who cares about the numbers? Impressions make us all feel a lot more popular than we are. I think that is true about Pinterest. That's the most that, solid summary of, a, of any yeah. of these social platforms we've talked about so far. Mm-hmm. Well, give me another guess then. Well, let me go ahead and guess uh, Facebook, but I'm going to guess Facebook is number three. Well, I'm pretty interested to know what you think number one is because Facebook is number one. Oh, fuck. Facebook has 2.8 billion people that use it at least once a month. They're all over the age of 50. It's just crazy, right? Because when I was in high school and college, and even after college, we all used Facebook. But now it is just overtaken with, it's unusable almost. Old people and ads. Yeah. And facebook.com slash tennis pod. And an incredibly shitty sluggish system. It is bad, yeah. It is interesting that it's like this huge global site. I mean, let's see, it's the seventh most visited website on the entire internet. It's got one of the most downloaded, in fact, right here, it was the most downloaded mobile app of the last 10 years. So, and they're not hurting for money. So, why can't they make an app or a website that's not fucking slow as hell? It's probably been five or more years since I removed the Facebook app from my phone completely, mostly because it was so huge. Yeah, it takes up a lot of space. Slow my phone down. Well, speaking of uh, slowing you down, Mark Zuckerberg and friends founded Facebook in 2004. It's actually the oldest social network on this list. I only have one or two more notes on Facebook, and that's because we've covered Facebook Mm -hmm. a couple of times in past episodes, so I I didn't want to take too much time on it. But I did want to at least address that Facebook has been the subject of numerous controversies, often involving user privacy as with the Cambridge Analytica data scandal. Mm -hmm. Political manipulation, as with the 2016 US elections uh, and 2020. Mass surveillance, psychological effects such as addiction and low self-esteem, and content such as fake news, conspiracy theories, copyright infringement, and hate speech. Commentators have accused Facebook of willingly facilitating the spread of such content and also exaggerating its number of users in order to appeal to advertisers. I'll pause there. Your thoughts, Brandon? My thought is like, I just want to fucking drop kick Mark Zuckerberg and his greedy, greedy balls. All of Facebook's problems can all be attributed back to one like very simple, like philosophical flaw with Mark Zuckerberg and that it's never fucking enough. It's the same psychopathic flaw with all of these billionaires is that it's never enough. So it wasn't enough to have like popular social media system where people can share photos and, and images and other things. It had to be fucking everything to everyone where there's a marketplace to sell your shit. There's business pages and you don't need a website for your business anymore. You can just have a Facebook page or groups or all this other fucking shit that they've bought and expanded into and dipped their toes and ventured into, like, none of it is done well. None of it is, like, regulated or watched or in any way decently moderated. It's just more, 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 and it gets worse, 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 worse. Well, to counteract that. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I do agree, but I would just say, like, an investor or Mark Zuckerberg himself would respond with, uh, their revenues are at all-time highs, you know, yeah, but users are at all-time high. Yeah, no, that's true because young people are leaving it in droves. Well, you know, I think most young people still have an active account, but they, I th- you know, how much of this 2.8 billion users, monthly users are just people that like use their Facebook login to log into some other site? Because you know how every... Again, like yeah. what? Yeah. At when is enough enough? Why do you need Facebook to log into your fucking health insurance website. Well, Brandon, that's why you're not a billionaire. You just don't have the go get them attitude. No, I do not have the go get them fucking pig-like wow. attitude it takes to become, and not just to become 
billionaire, but a billionaire multiple times over. You have to be so incredibly, psychopathically fucking greedy. Yeah, so to all of our billionaire listeners out there, I guess, uh, crotch chop. <laughs> unsubscribe. No, please, please don't unsubscribe. Unless you're Mark Zuckerberg. Amanda, at Amanda Actually on Twitter said, Twitter is where you meet people you wish you knew in real life, and Facebook is where you know people in real life that you wish you didn't. Thought that was poetic. The Cabinet of Dr. Mystery at Open the Cabinet on Twitter said Facebook is a racist, homophobic paradise. I'd say Facebook is the worst. These were uh, tweets? These are my followers replying to my tweet asking their opinion. So, I just read a few of those to kind of indicate the larger sentiment I sense in the world. Facebook's reputation is at an all-time low. I don't know, like even people that use Facebook every day, I think would admit that Yeah, I don't know, it sucks. I would say that most people have like some level of addiction to the dopamine rush of flipping Mm -hmm. through the different pictures or posting something and like seeing that other people have liked it. I think that what you're describing is much more prominent on things like Instagram. The harm for Facebook, a lot of things, but top of the list for me are A, the data integrity issues, you know, Mm -hmm. who knows where your fucking data is. And B, the... Fake news conspiracy The bullshit. fake news, yeah, right. Like, that was not reined in enough. Still not. Like, we... The, the super frustrating thing about QAnon is that there's so many good conspiracies out there to get on board with. The, QAnon is the fucking most ridiculous, lamest... <laughs> it's easier to believe in reptile people than it is to believe that QAnon is true. Can you give the listeners like a one to three sentence overview of what QAnon is? Yeah, QAnon believes that there is a devil-worshipping cannibal cabal of evil people in the highest levels of government that run like a satanic child sex ring. And Donald Trump is the one man who is going to like take them all down. And most recently, (laughs) they believed (laughs) that March... Fourth was going to be the day that like some shit went down and Donald Trump was inaugurated as the president again. That didn't happen, by the way. It would be a lot funnier if it wasn't so fucking sad and infuriating. Why can't you put that energy towards like fucking raising the minimum wage or climate change? Like, why do you have to put it all that energy towards something that's not fucking because they think those things are bad. They actively fight against those things that are in their own self-interest. It's incredible. All right. Well, let's, let's stop there before we get too deep. I will say I looked it up. For, if you want to hear us rant more on Facebook, we did go a little more in depth on episode 15, the most visited websites, and episode 87, the top Google searches of all time, which Facebook was one of them. So, that's Facebook. What else you got? Well, we just talked about TikTok. TikTok has to be number two then, right? No. Really? It's number... It's seven. God, I thought it would be a lot higher. Well, it's probably number one on fastest growing. Right. But it's not number one. In, uh... But another thing uh, working against TikTok is that the like huge, I have it somewhere in here in my notes, but a huge percentage of the users are super young. Mm-hmm. You know, the old people aren't getting on TikTok, whereas oh, Facebook has a more. But the ones that, the old people that are getting on TikTok make TikTok go round. I have more notes on TikTok than any other app, so let's get into it. TikTok's number seven, 800 million active users, which is a lot more impressive when you consider that it was just founded in 2016. It's the youngest and newest social network on this list. But did you know, I did not know this, TikTok is a Chinese-owned company. Yeah, that was like one of big Donald Trump's yeah, Donald big Trump. uh, bones mm-hmm. to pick with it. In China, it's known as Douyin, Douyin? It's a video sharing social networking service owned by the Chinese company ByteDance. Social media platform is used to make a variety of short form videos from genres like dance, comedy, education, usually about 15 seconds to a minute for some users. It's uh, the third fastest growing brand of 2020 after only Zoom and Peacock. TikTok tends to appeal to younger users as 41% of its users are between age 16 and 24. Jesus. 41% between 16 and 24. Among these TikTok users, 90% use the app daily. Do you have a TikTok account? I think I do. I don't have the app anymore. I downloaded it to see what all the hubbub was about. The hubbub, yeah. There's concerns among many 
that TikTok users' attention spans are being damaged with these videos. Users watch short 15-second clips repeatedly, and studies say that this could result in a decrease in attention span. This is a concern as many of TikTok's audience are younger children whose brains are still developing. I do find it something weird about like, I don't know, the same shit that a 35-year-old is watching on TikTok is also being watched by a 13-year-old. But yeah, the well, fuck do I know? I don't know. I don't have a 13-year-old. I don't know how like difficult it is to keep them from using an app. Let's talk about TikTok's influence on conspiracy theories. TikTok has banned Holocaust denial, which, why, isn't it, that that is even a thing is such a fucking mind fuck to me. Uh, other conspiracy theories have become popular on the platform, such as Pizzagate and QAnon. Those hashtags for Pizzagate and QAnon have reached almost 80 million people by June 2020. Platform has been used to also spread misinformation about the COVID-19 pandemic including clips going viral from Plandemic. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, I know you're a big proponent of Plandemic and that the COVID-19 pandemic is all, a, is all fake news. What do you have to say for yourself? Like, what's the fucking point? Like, what's the point of planning the pandemic? To, see to how control s- the American population! Well, like, to what end? To form a one-world government. You're clearly <laughs> well, we're part no of fucking it. closer to that, so obviously <laughs> it's not going well. We've had a whole fucking year to make that move. Yeah. I don't know. I like. I don't get it. Where can I meet one of these people? Like, not on the internet. That's like fucking trying to argue with someone on the internet. They can always take their time to write something back, and it doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense because they can still puff out their chest and be like, <laughs> "Gotcha." <laughs> so, like, <laughs> well, the where, thing is, you'll never change anyone's mind. I know, but you can if you meet them face to face. You can at least argue with them until you get until you lose it, and then you can beat them to death. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That's one thing lost during the pandemic, these quarantine days, right? Can't beat people to death for arguments anymore. You can't beat your enemies to death. Well, okay. Let me tell you something I think you'll enjoy more. In June 2020, TikTok users and K-pop fans claim to have registered potentially hundreds of thousands of tickets for President Trump's rally, campaign rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah through communication on TikTok, contributing to rows of empty seats at the event. By the way, I didn't know this until today. There's a Wikipedia page, like a fully fleshed out Wikipedia page about the Tulsa rally. Yeah. That's the, that was Trump's first rally during COVID. It was like June, uh, no, it was August, I think, of last year. Came to Tulsa BLK Center. Also during the heat of the Black Lives Matter protests. Right, that's right. Uh, the arena was like half full at best. There were like 46 people there. Okay, well, so as a result of that, well, he wouldn't say it's a result of that, but it is. He had his feelings hurt from that. So, in August of 2020, he issued DCP, some issue number, giving ByteDance, the parent company of TikTok, 90 days to sell or spin off its US TikTok business. In the order, Trump said there is credible evidence that leads him to believe that ByteDance slash TikTok might take action that threatens to impair the national security of the United States. And on September 18th, TikTok filed a lawsuit, TikTok versus Trump. After a bunch of legal back and forth, TikTok's fine. They're good. Yeah. Trump didn't win that fight. Just like pretty much every fight. But it's like the thought of a president putting energy into that during a pandemic, during Black Lives Matters, like during all this shit going on in the world. And he, his, his top priority was getting TikTok banned. Fucking ridiculous, but anyway. Okay, that was that's TikTok. Anything else you have on TikTok? Nope. Okay. So there's a lot left on the list, and I don't know. I only know one other social media name. <laughs> okay, think Facebook. They own Facebook, obviously. They own Instagram. What else do they own? Oh, I don't know. That's not going to help me. What about uh, SoundCloud? No. Spotify. Does Spotify count? No. You could argue whether or not it should, but it doesn't here. Uh, Facebook owns WhatsApp. You've heard of WhatsApp, right? Yeah, but is it social media? According to this fucking thing, it is. I thought it was just like texting and calling. It's social. It's like you can have status updates and you can can? see how people are feeling. I don't fucking... I've never used it. Mm, I don't know about that. It's like you can text and you can call. It's basically like Google Voice plus you can use like a FaceTime type deal. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll call Wikipedia and I'll call Buffer and I'll call... Well, where is WhatsApp? I don't know what you want me to do. It's number three on here. A part of that, we'll get into it. In fact, just hold that thought. So, 2 billion monthly active users founded in 09. This is what it says it is. 
It's an American freeware cross-platform centralized messaging and voice over IP service owned by Facebook. It allows users to send texts and voice messages, share images, documents, and other content, make voice and video calls. Yeah. I think it's on the fence, but I, th- I could definitely see an argument for it being a social site. It's not, but we'll, but we'll, we'll play it. It became the world's most popular messaging application by 2015. It was acquired by Facebook in 2014 for $19 billion. It has become the primary means of internet communication in multiple locations, including Latin America, India, large parts of Europe and Africa. So some controversies. In July 2018, WhatsApp encouraged people to report fraudulent or inciting messages after lynch mobs in India murdered innocent people because of malicious WhatsApp messages falsely accusing the victims of intending to abduct children. You get all that? It said that, like, Nick is going to abduct and rape a child, and he's been doing it a long time. And then a bunch of people got together and they said, let's find Nick and beat the fucking shit out of him and maybe kill him. And then they did it. And then they killed him, yeah. So that's sad. That's why you, uh, that's why you need a trial system. How do you, so like someone was sending all of their contacts a message that... I don't, it doesn't, I don't have more details on how it happened, but it said that, I don't know, because sometimes, you know, I don't have, someone doesn't have my like phone number, but I get random texts sometimes from Yeah, spam. I get random texts. Do you get random texts from an email address that are like, it'll be like to you and like 10 other uh, phone numbers and mm-hmm. it's clearly a scam. I worked somewhere recently where... There was a spam message emailed and it made it look like it was from the CEO. It wasn't. And it like met, emailed the whole company and was like, hey, I need you. Uh, I have an important project. I need you to, uh, you know, PayPal me this much money or something like that. 99 out of 100 people would look at that and say, okay, e- spam. Didn't you say like two people did it? I don't know how many. It was at least one person did it. And they, and they emailed the, bo- the CEO and was like, I got you, boss. Sent that money over. And he was like, what? <laughs> so, you might think this shit never works, but for that one in a thousand that it works on, that's why they do it. <laughs> that one in a thousand doy-doy. Yep. All right, one more. This, the, I had never heard this. This is very funny to me. Uh, funny in quotes. In January 2020, a digital forensic analysis revealed that Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, listener of the show, received an encrypted message on WhatsApp from the official account of Saudi Arabia's crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman. Uh-huh. The message reportedly... Co- have you heard this? No. The message reportedly contained a malicious file, the receipt of which resulted in Jeff Bezos' phone being hacked. The United Nations special porter David Kay and Agnes Kelmard later confirmed that Jeff Bezos' phone was hacked through WhatsApp as he was one of the targets of Saudi Arabia's hit list of individuals close to the Washington Post journalist Jamal Kasagi. Holy motherfuck. I did not know that. So wait. Yeah, me either. It came from... <laughs> okay, so they have Jeff Bezos' WhatsApp contact and they're yeah. going to send him some bullshit over WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. They're like, how can we keep this sly and secret and be stealthy? I know. Let's have it come from the official account of Crown Prince <laughs> Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, I, that I don't get. <laughs> that I, I don't understand the thing. And then Jeff Bezos, fucking Lex Luthor, melting looking billionaire. Jesus Christ. Pulls out. <laughs> you're rapping on the guy here. Yes, I am. But do you, and you're, <laughs> do you give a shit? No, I don't. Fuck him right in his face. But he pulls out his phone and sees this mystery message. <laughs> from the crown prince of Saudi Arabia and he's like, oh, he probably needs me to wire him some money. I've done this before. Uh, or maybe, you know, sometimes you just open it like without even knowing what's in it and there it is. I mean, I don't know, but do you know the Saudi Arabia crown prince, MBS, he, you know, he's, he talks to a lot of important American people. Yeah, he also so murders a lot of import, important people. Of course, but my point is that it might not have been unusual for Jeff Bezos to receive a message from him, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's another problem in and of itself. Well, for the few out there that might not know, the Washington Post journalist Jamal Kasagi, he's the one who's pretty definitively been proven by this point that he uh, was tortured and killed by the Saudi Arabian government. Anyway, that's WhatsApp. <laughs> Number three, may or may not be a social network. <laughs> 
Well, now that fucking anything's on the table. Well, now I, I'll just go ahead and say Twitter's got to be number two, right? Not on here. Twitter is Twitter's not-, not in the top 10. Twitter is number 17, and that's including Chinese sites. So, what the hell? without China, it's probably like 12 or 13. Okay, well. 330 million active users on Twitter per month. Twitter's the one I use most often, personally, but just because of the pod. Yeah. You know? Let me okay. tell you a few others not on here. Twitter, LinkedIn, Reddit, Discord. You can agree or disagree on these being social sites, but they're listed here, Zoom and Skype. Not social sites. Oh, they're not on there. Well, okay, so f- since fucking anything can be a social, uh, social media site now, uh, what about YouTube? YouTube is a social site. You're going to deny that? I, I, I guess so, yeah. I'm, okay, I guess it User is. User-generated content, comments, shares, likes. YouTube's number two. Yep. Two billion monthly active users. Second oldest on the top 10 after Facebook, created in February 2005, was bought by Google in 2006 for $1.65 billion. It's the second most visited website of any kind in the entire world after Google search. I've learned the most, I have seen the coolest shit, and I have seen the funniest shit mm-hmm. on YouTube. Some of my highest highs and some of my lowest lows have all been seen on YouTube. What you just said there is, is potent because. The highs are high on YouTube, quality videos out there, but the lows are low because YouTube is where a lot of misinformation is spread. Just looking, so I went to YouTube and I'm looking at my home, like the things that are top recommended to me. And there's... Hot dog videos. No, there's something from the um, Sopranos 20 years later by the New York Times, which looks awesome. There's a video, 81 different Easter eggs from the WandaVision finale. (laughs) Holy fuck, that's too many. Yeah. A video from Vulture called A Dinosaur Expert Reacts to Dinosaur Movies. God damn, I want to watch that, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the first thing I see when I land here is at least, I mean, I can already see that I could waste at least 40 mis- minutes in these few videos that have caught my eye already. And it's all like what? high quality, like curated stuff, unlike the rest of these, which is just horse shit thrown up there by Reese. God damn. Riri's listen to you. Well, I mention it every time we talk about YouTube, but I'll say it again. If you haven't seen Pinky the Cat, look it up. It's the best video on YouTube. It has more value than any educational video. As of May 2019, there were more than 500 hours of content uploaded to YouTube every minute. 500 hours uploaded for every minute of the day. Mm-hmm. One billion hours of content watched on YouTube every day. The pure fucking bandwidth to maintain that is mind-boggling. YouTube by itself has over 15 billion in annual revenue, all from ads. January 2019, YouTube officially banned videos containing challenges that encourage acts that have an inherent risk of severe physical harm, such as, for example, the Tide Pod Challenge. Can you fucking believe that ever happened? The Tide Pod Challenge. I mean, I was pretty stupid when I was a kid, but there's at no point would I have ever looked at a Tide Pod and said, that's the thing that it should go inside my mouth and I'm going to chew it. Yeah, the Tide Pod Challenge. Remember uh, the Momo Challenge? Yep. Where you were, <laughs> the end of the Momo Challenge is fucking killing yourself, although wasn't it all fake? Or yeah, like, there was no Momo, yeah. real Momo. Yeah. Hell of an ass on Momo, though. I wouldn't mind her being real. Am I right? That's YouTube, number two. So now all you need is four, five, and eight. Two of them I don't think you'll get because although they are available here, they are foreign. Mm -hmm. Number four, you'll get and you use every single day because you talk to me on it every day. Wait, Facebook Messenger counts as a different platform? It is a different platform. It didn't start that way, but it is now. (sighs) It's a different site. It's a different app. You can have your own Messenger login now. I'm not saying it's good or right, I'm, I'm just stating facts. All right, I'll let it ride. Messenger, not, Facebook's not in the name officially anymore, it's just Messenger. Number four, with 1.3 billion monthly active users, me and Brandon among them. I didn't do a lot on Messenger just because, I don't know, it's not that much interesting to say. It's an American messaging app and platform developed by Facebook. It was originally Facebook chat in 2008. Later on, it launched a dedicated website at messenger.com and separated the messaging functionality from the main Facebook app, allowing users to use the web interface. Look, 
as users, you and I, clearly that is annoying for some reason. For But Facebook, I mean, it's worked out for Facebook pretty well. <laughs> they have the fourth largest social network in Messenger. They sell ads on and other shit. There's it is ads what it is. on Messenger? Yeah. Do, I don't know, ever notice them. Yeah, you know, I don't either, but I know they're there. Well, fucking good job, Zuckerberg, because I ain't, you're not selling me shit. Zuckerberg is benefiting from the pandemic because in March 2020, this is the first month of the pandemic in the U.S., total messenger traffic increased by 50% and group calls grew by more than 1,000%. So I know everyone's very happy out there to hear that Zuckerberg and Messenger are doing well. Number four. You know, at some point, like you're going to be on Facebook Messenger, like a video call with your grandma and she's like sick in bed. Maybe she's on her deathbed and you're in the middle of a video call and then you're going to have to watch a 30 second ad for Progressive <laughs> and just hope it's grandma, always progressive, isn't it? Hope grandma doesn't die within that 30 seconds. Yeah. Do you give a rat's fucking ass or think that flow from Progressive is funny? Listen. I won't say I've never laughed at a progressive commercial. Like out loud? You know who I like? Guilty pleasure is that Jamie guy. <laughs> Who's Jamie? You know who I'm talking about? No. He's like newer, but he's the guy in all the progressive commercials now. You'd probably recognize him if you just looked up Jamie from progressive. He makes me laugh. Mm. So anyway, flow and progressive. They're no gecko Geico. I'm telling you. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'll go to my deathbed defending Geico commercials. What a weird thing to be like shouting about on your deathbed. <laughs> well, people always complain about Geico commercials and I, I don't know if there's ever been a Geico commercial that I haven't laughed at. <laughs> that fucking lizard's funny. They just get me. They get me. So, we got five, five and eight. Five and eight. And you've heard of them, I'm fairly certain, but I don't think you're going to guess it. But you said they're not American, right? Number eight is... Headquartered in London with an operational center in Dubai, founded in 2013. Does it have a really short four-letter name? No. Okay. It has a name that is also like a common everyday English word. It's a freeware cross-platform cloud-based instant messaging software and application service provides video calling, file sharing, other stuff. Hmm. Telegram. You heard of oh, Telegram? Oh, I've heard of Telegram, yeah. yeah. I haven't used it, but I've heard of Telegram. It's like um, WhatsApp. I have so much interesting stuff to tell you about Telegram. 500 million monthly active users, to put it at number eight, it's the most downloaded app in the world in January of this year. Did you know that Telegram is really popular among all sorts of people, including fucking ISIS? Yeah. ISIS recommended Telegram to its supporters and members. Is it because it's encrypted? Yeah, it's end-to-end -end encrypted. Yes, it's end to end encrypted. In October 2015, ISIS were able to double the number of their followers to their official channel to 9,000. And in November of that year, Telegram announced that it had blocked 78 public channels operated by ISIS for spreading propaganda and mass communication. Telegram stated that it would block public channels and bots that are related to terrorism, but it would not honor politically motivated censorship based on local restrictions on freedom of speech, <laughs> whatever, and that it allowed peaceful expression of alternative opinions. Yeah, Telegram is the jihadi messaging app. <laughs> but you probably already knew that. I mean, they're not billing themselves as that, are they? <laughs> no, that's according to the Daily Mirror called them that. I wouldn't say that's like their main thing that they're doing. That's, no. Sounds like mostly it's for Europeans to share dick pics or something. Well, that terrorism is domestic as well because Telegram has been used by the alt-right organization Proud Boys to coordinate throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. And in January 2021, Telegram confirmed that it blocked hundreds of neo-Nazi and white supremacist channels with tens of thousands of followers for inciting violence. And my last note on Telegram, it's not looking good for old Telegram here. In January 2021, North Macedonian media outlets reported that a Telegram group with more than 7,000 members was used to share nude photos of women, often young teenage girls. Yikes. And along with the shared photographs, anonymous accounts shared private information of the women, oh, including phone numbers and social media profiles, encouraging members of the group to contact the women for sexual favors. Oh, no. So that's Telegram, number, <laughs> number eight. <laughs> Who the fuck did that? 7,000 members in that group. It sounds like Telegram has a runaway train that they cannot control. Holy shit. 
I mean, yeah, God damn. Those women did not ask to be in that, by the way. They were solicited, sexually harassed, basically. How many, look, fellas out there, because it's, it's always guys running Fellas, this shit. yeah. Fellas, yeah. Bros, my bros. First mm-hmm. thing you do, if you feel like you might be tempted to share to your Telegram group of 7,000 members pictures of nude women or teenage girls, or any of their information, before you do any of that, first thing you do is go whack off. <laughs> How much fucking shit would be saved in the world? Wars. <laughs> just go murders, beat off first. Rapes. Just beat off. Bef- just bust a nut before you do. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just like sleeping on it. Sort fucking of reality will come washing back over you and you'll be like, oh God, what a horrible way to act that would have been. I'm going to go open a door for my grandmother and f- yeah. feed stray cats. And after that reality washes over you, like Brandon said, then you should also then wash your sheets. <sighs> God damn it. You should not use Telegram maybe, or if you are, if you do, be careful. What you should do though is check out our new merch <laughs> mm-hmm. at tennispod.com slash merch because we released a whole new line of merch this month. Shirts, stickers, mugs, uh, dildos for body elves, uh, peanut butter's the new water. Go ahead and unsubscribe. Retro logo and more. For the rest of the March, you get free shipping with the code new shit at checkout. That's code N-E-W-S-H-I-T, all one word, for free shipping at tennispod.com slash merch. I'm a real podcaster, Brandon. Got to get those plugs in. Sounded very professional. So you just need number, number five. Oh, the, uh, Telegram was number eight. Yeah. Okay. Number five. Five has been described as an app for everything and a super app because of its wide range of functions. Okay. And you think I've heard of it before? I don't know. I mean, I looked it up. You can get it in the American App Store in English. It's not Twitch, right? No, that's a good guess though. It's a Chinese app, but it is available here. Okay. I know there... And Donald (sighs) Trump had problems with it. So, maybe you When you tell me the name of it, I'm going to remember it, but I I can't right now. WeChat. Okay, I actually don't remember that. How do you spell that? And that's we as in we. W-E. Yeah, not we as in wee-wee or winky or wiener. Or Nintendo Wii. Yeah. WeChat, W-E-C-H-A-T, number five. Okay, actually, I did not remember that. You might when I start talking about it. A Chinese multi-purpose messaging social media and mobile payment app developed by Tencent. First released in 2011, it became the world's largest standalone mobile app in 2018. Has 1.2 billion monthly active users. It provides text messaging, hold-to-talk phone messaging, broadcast messaging, video conferencing, video games, sharing of photos and videos, location sharing, and more. Holy fuck, yeah, it does. (laughs) They're fucking doing it all. And this app could make uh, Mark Zuckerberg blush when you hear this. User activity on WeChat is analyzed, tracked, and shared with Chinese authorities. Upon request as part of the mass <laughs> surveillance network in China. There's no gray area. There's no like sugar no. coating it. It's just, we're going to look at everything you do. <laughs> I like the accent there. But yes, it's, it's said it multiple times that the China government has full right and access to parse through any data it wants from WeChat as part of the mass surveillance network in China. On top of that, WeChat censors politically sensitive topics in China. <laughs> Data transmitted by accounts registered outside of China are also surveilled, analyzed, and used to build up censorship algorithms in China. So even if you don't live in China, your data is immediately available to Chinese government. And now I want to get an account and just like any information they have on me will only be associated with like, I don't know, uh, family guy porn. Born, of which there is a sizable community out there, <laughs> believe it yeah. or not, for family yeah, guy and porn. also very aggressively marketed. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us about that, Brandon? <laughs> no, there's just there's a lot of uh, banner ads out there, <laughs> yeah, trying to entice you with what it would be like to give. Uh, we got uh, it. What's her name? Lois. Huh? Lois. Yeah, Lois. Uh, a, a cartoonish rogering. Jesus Christ, a rogering. Speaking of rogering, U.S. President, sorry, U.S. ex-president Donald Trump sought to ban U.S. transactions and rogering with WeChat through an executive order, but was blocked by a preliminary injunction issued in the U.S. District Court 
for the Northern District of California in September 2020. In 2016, so that's end of that note. Oh, yeah, he was stymied by the law again. I mean, I don't know anything more about this situation other than what I just read. But from a distance, it sounds like maybe Trump, <laughs> this might be one where he had the right idea of like limiting this, <laughs> this app, right? I mean, if the Chinese government has... I don't know. But, you know, I think this shit's true for all these social sites. WeChat's just up front about it. Yeah, I was going to say China is just like, just crotch chopping everyone else. Like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, we do. You know you do it too. Yeah, there's no way Facebook is not sharing data. Okay, so in 2016, Tencent, which is the parent company of WeChat, was awarded a score of zero out of 100 in an Amnesty International report ranking technology companies on the way they implement encryption to protect human rights. Zero out of 100. Does that mean they use that information to actively murder people? I guess, actually, yeah, probably does. I don't know. I'm sure it does. Like, think about if you're an anti-government, you know, if you hate the Chinese government and you're using that to say like, I don't know, to like plan against them. I'm sure they're just like, all right, send one of our trucks out to stick this guy in the back of it. Let's send him out to one of those work camps where like we work him till he's dead. Just to give you an idea, you know, notoriously questionable data sharing practices by companies like Facebook, Apple, and Google, they all ranked higher than WeChat, who got a zero out of 100 score on that. Yeah. In fact, in September 2020, Chevron Chevron Corporation mandated that its employees delete WeChat from company-issued phones. So, WeChat, yeah, they're... uh, Naughty boys. They're naughty boys. The bad boys of the tech world. Well, there's a note I forgot to read at the top. I'll just say it now since we're closing out. Social networking sites are now estimated to have 3.6 billion users and growing in the world. 3.6 billion users, that's almost half of the world. And when you take out kids, like if you're just looking at age 13 and up in the world, that's got to be more than half, right? Or about, I mean, I don't know. That's a lot of people that are active on social media. Yeah, you can be old as hell and on Facebook. Yeah, as evidenced by you. My grandma has four different accounts. <laughs> she really? Yeah, she keeps like, she accuses them of losing your password or she'll call like, she'll call like AT&T and tell them like Facebook is broken on her iPad. She creates a new account every time she can't remember her password. You know, when you call AT&T, nine times out of 10, you're speaking to someone whose first language is not English, right? Right. Imagine your grandma trying to explain to that person that they lost her Facebook password. (laughs) Who uh, isn't the most fucking international woman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is the average Facebook user now. Yeah. Strange but true. All right. Let's go back through the top 10 most active social media sites. 10, Snapchat. 9, Pinterest. 8, Telegram. 7, TikTok. 6, Instagram. 5, WeChat. 4, Messenger. Three, WhatsApp, two, YouTube, and one, Facebook. And the company Facebook owns four out of the top 10. It seems like it's a recurring theme in some of our top 10 lists is like one huge company will own, technically own three or four of the other ones, mm-hmm. largest of something. Yeah, they, they have the industry or the market, the niche dominated by hey one. Man, gotta have more. Gotta have more. What's the answer? More. More. Just a little bit more. Maybe a lot more. I don't know. Am I ever going to be happy? Just keep filling in the hole. More, more, more. Brandon, you need to have more empathy with our billionaire listeners out there who are being, who have their feelings hurt right now. Well. Let me guess, you're crotch chopping them. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm crotch chopping them so hard I'm starting to get bruises. <laughs> well, don't bruise yourself out just yet because... Uh, we got to read some reviews. Yeah, we're reading some reviews. These people are crotch chopping us, including Aaron on Podchaser, who said, these guys crack me up. They remind me of the stuff my friends and I talk about. And I happen to be one of those people that reads top 10 lists too. So, there's that too. I'm glad they were brought to my attention. That was nice. It's always nice when we can find someone who thinks we're funny, but then also reads top 10 lists anyway. That's like our target market right there. Honestly, it is like one of my goals for someone to say like, it reminds me the stuff that I talk about with my friends. Is that the mark of a good podcast, I think? Like lighting up the same areas of your brain that light up when you like hang out with your friends. 
Yeah. And even for decent slash okay podcasts like ours. All right. Well, do you remember a few weeks ago, we had a series of reviews from Thomas, right? He's the guy that some would say accurately said that Brandon was just kind of there. Yeah, I want to... Yeah. So, he is taking more time out of his day to comment? No, no, no. I just want you to keep that review in mind while I read this next one. Okay. This comes from Ashley K 98 on Apple Podcasts. Super fantastic podcast if you enjoy incredibly random facts about things you don't actually care about. My boyfriend Thomas got me into it and I've got to say, between two hosts, one definitely carries the other and I'm for it. Nick and the podcast definitely holds on to Brandon's broad old shoulders. Overall, fantastic for someone who never really listens to these things, but thoroughly enjoyed this one. Also, Nick is just kind of there. So, I don't understand. She gave me a compliment that time or she dissed both of us? She gave you a compliment, backhanded because she called you old. I have to wonder, um, how long have you been conspiring with Ashley? How much money did you pay her to leave this review? I've done nothing. Because Nick is just kind of there. No one has ever said that. No one has ever thought that. No one's ever about been this like, show. no one's been glad to say it. Well, I think there's some sort of massive conspiracy going on here because I think Thomas had it right the first time. Thomas was a thought leader, an influencer in the space, the growing community of young people around the world that, have, that are growing sick and tired of Brandon just being kind of there. Well, sorry. This is how I roll. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. This is all me. Well, if you want to leave a review and have me question its validity, just like I did to Ashley, go to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, rate our asses five stars, leave a review and I'll read it. Brandon, did uh, this all give you a hankering to go log on to your favorite social network and share a status update? Yep. Here I go. On my way. Clicking there now. Give me your top social network, your personal favorite. (sighs) Pornhub doesn't count. Reddit, then probably Twitter, and then, then it's just a very steep drop-off from there. Mm-hmm. As a podcaster, I like Instagram. It's a good place to interact with listeners and other podcasts. So yeah, I'd say Reddit, Twitter, Instagram are my top three. Maybe we should get a TikTok, Brandon. Can you twerk for us on a TikTok? Maybe do some Santa Baby? I've tried twerking. I can't do it. Well, you can sing Santa Baby, though. I'm never going to do that, no. Okay. Tell another day then when I bring it up again. This has been the Tennis Podcast. My name is Nick Amell. He's Brandon Kaufman. We're your host and sidekick host. We'll see you next week for Brandon's List on episode 120. Oh, fuck. It's 125, Brandon. I hope it's a good list you got. It is. It's a big one. All right. It's a milestone. It is. Should I do a teaser? Sure. Don't tell us what it is, though. We're going to talk about psychos. Psychos with an S? Psychos. Yeah. We're going to talk about psychos. Hmm. Just get excited about psychos. All right. I'm excited. Cool. Well, I'm going to go tweet and I'll see you next week. Bye.